The MarTech Podcast is a proud member of the I Hear Everything Podcast Network. Looking to launch or scale your podcast? I Hear Everything delivers podcast production, growth, and monetization solutions that transform your words into profit. Ready to give your brand a voice? Then visit IHearEverything.com. From advertising to software as a service to data, Across all of our programs and clients, we've seen a 55 to 65% open rate. Getting brands authentically integrated into content performs better than TV advertising. Typical lifespan of an article is about 24 to 36 hours. If we're reaching out to the right person with the right message and a clear call to action, then it's just a matter of timing. Welcome to the MarTech Podcast, and I hear everything production. In this podcast, you'll hear the stories of world-class marketers that use technology to drive business results and achieve career success. We'll unearth the real-world experiences of some of the brightest minds in the marketing and technology space so you can learn the tools, tips, and tricks they've learned along the way. Now here's the host of the MarTech Podcast, Benjamin Shapiro. Welcome to the MarTech Podcast. I'm your host, Benjamin Shapiro, and today we're going to discuss why digital marketers should adopt programmatic advertising now. Joining us is Vitaly Procherski, who is the COO of StackAdapt, which is a self-service programmatic advertising platform used by hundreds of brands and agencies around the world. StackAdapt's data-driven platform combines state-of-the-art machine learning with a clean and intuitive user interface to provide media buyers with an easy way to plan, execute, and drive the best performance across all inventory and publishing partners. And today, Vitaly and I are going to discuss why programmatic advertising is actually growing. All right, here's the first part of my conversation with Vitaly Procherski, the COO of StackAdapt. Vitaly, welcome to the MarTech Podcast. Ben, thanks so much for having me. Excited to have you on the podcast, grateful for your time, and excited to talk about something that I honestly think that we talked about a lot when I was first starting the MarTech podcast. I was learning about all sorts of new ways to use marketing and new technologies and ways to make your data more actionable very early on in the podcast. For the first couple of years, we talked a ton about digital advertising, and we've kind of shied away from it over the last few years as influencer channels, the uses of data, and GDPR, all these sort of other things, generative AI now keep coming up. So it's been a while since we talked programmatic. First and foremost, last time I really focused on programmatic advertising from a digital media perspective, things like Tabula and Outbrain were like the leading providers and they're buying media from, I think it's SSPs. There's always the confusion of DSPs and SSPs from companies like the Trade Desk and Media Math. How has the world evolved in the last three or four years since I had a programmatic advertising conversation? So in the last three to four years, the market changed a lot. And when we launched the platform in 2014, a lot of people thought that we're crazy to, to start building another ad tech platform. That's how crowded the market was. And in all honesty, the market has changed and consolidated in so many ways in the past nine years. And it's likely that it's going to continue changing pretty rapidly. I would say the big trends, certainly in the last three to four years, have been associated with changes to privacy landscape, which have given rise to topics of contextual advertising. We've seen a lot of digitization of new channels, for example, evolution of connected TV away from traditional TV advertising rise of in-game advertising and streaming audio advertising. 
everything essentially is now bought and sold using software. And that trend has just accelerated over the past couple of years due to obviously everybody using their media channels a lot more. So programmatic, maybe you're not hearing about it as much is because it's sort of like table stakes in many ways right now. That's how media is bought and sold today. So even though there's a lot of evolution that's happening behind the scenes, but everybody sort of already buys programmatic, they might not even understand fully that it is everything programmatic. Yeah, I think that's an important distinction. And when I reference buying programmatic over the last few years, I mentioned that you go to specific platforms and most of the time what you were buying was display media and you're doing real-time bidding and you can basically buy media across the open web. But now that's moved beyond just the single format of I've got some banner ads. How do I put them all over the world? How do I target the right customer? How do I buy broadly as opposed to being reliant on a closed marketplace like a, a Facebook or a Google of the world? Talk to me a little bit about the performance when you're seeing things like you mentioned audio advertising. You can buy podcast advertising programmatically. You can do video through television. What are we seeing in terms of the adoption of some of these other formats of media and how effective are they? I do remember off the top of my head the number that connected TV advertising in the first year of pandemic has grown by more than 30%. And at the same time, traditional TV contracted by about 15%. So the rise of those channels is dramatic. You know, when we talk about a shift from traditional to digital, certainly the value proposition is just so compelling. Obviously, it's from Workflow perspective is just so much easier for a user to log in into a web platform and decide for themselves when they want to run advertising, where. At the same time, you have all this measurability that historically has not been available in traditional channels. So you can pretty accurately pinpoint the impact of these advertisements, regardless of the channel you're running on. So the value proposition for digital and programmatic is very compelling. So the growth within those channels is sort of just a reflection of the value over the status quo or traditional advertising. Now, talk to me about the ways that brands are understanding the ROI of all of these different channels. I've tested programmatic advertising with our media buys to promote our podcast, and we've done a couple different things. We've bought audio ads on other podcasts. We've run campaigns that are specifically pushing our media players so people can download the content. And then we've just marketed to people saying, hey, why don't you follow the podcast as well? All have different value propositions for us. But a lot of the times there's a struggle to understand what the conversions are. If I'm running a podcast ad mentioning that somebody else should download the MarTech podcast when they're listening to a similar show, it's challenging for me to understand whether that's actually converting. Has the conversion and analytics associated with programmatic advertising changed at all? So in the last couple of years, the measurability of some of the channels has changed due to changes within both privacy landscape at the regulatory level and within different technology platforms. So that has undergone changes. But at the same time, there's still lots of ways to attribute advertising to certain performance metrics. So at the more rudimentary and common way of doing it, obviously, is through using pixel technology to track how many conversions are coming, for example, from users that have engaged or clicked or seen an ad to more, in my view, advanced strategies, such as running incrementality testing to see how, for example, exposed markets perform over control markets and try to understand the lift and performance in the markets that see the advertisement versus the other ones. Those are typically a little trickier to set up, but there's still lots of ways to understand the impact of advertising in general. The important thing to know is that programmatic in some ways is the how you do it. 
and how you use technology matters. And that's part of the thing that we're trying to solve at Stack It Up is how can we turn technology into a solution? At the end of the day, every business has specific key metrics that they're working to. And we're trying to understand how can we drive those customers to those ideal outcomes for them. But as you can imagine, if you just focus on the how, just programmatic technology itself is not going to necessarily solve automatically the problems of customer acquisition. It comes down to really understanding who your ideal customer profile is, really understanding sort of the buyer journey. And those things oftentimes fall on the shoulders of the marketers to do during the research stage doing some heavy lifting, perhaps through panel interviews or discovery with their customers, or maybe their gut check on where they should be. So even though that there's a lot of automated tools to understand the audience of the brand and automatically optimize media towards specific outcomes, I think an area that maybe is not talked enough about is sort of the manual, the heavy lifting that needs to happen sort of pre-planning stage to understand who your customer is, what is the value proposition of your company, and sort of how can you reflect that throughout that user journey all the way to sale or a conversion. Time for a one-minute break to hear from our presenting sponsor, Mutinex. In 1919, John Wanamaker said, half the money I spend on advertising is wasted. I just don't know which half. Well, the advertising landscape has changed since then, And instead of reaching your audience on two channels, you're probably reaching them on 20. Turns out John didn't know how easy he had it. But that doesn't mean that you should give up on striving towards marketing effectiveness. No matter how complex your marketing strategy is, Mutinex Growth OX is the market mix modeling platform that measures the impact of marketing on your bottom line. Mutinex's market mix modeling platform calibrates your insights against the latest market conditions so you can make media and marketing investment decisions confidently and quickly. Ready to take your team from I think to I know? Then join brands like Samsung, ING, and Asahi who make better marketing decisions with Mutinex. Mutinex Growth OX, your best decision starts here. To learn more about Mutinex, go to mutinex.co. That's M-U-T-I-N-E-X dot co. Okay, here's the rest of today's interview. A special thanks to our presenting sponsor, Mutinex. Ready to take your team from I think to I know? Then join brands like Samsung, ING, and Asahi who make better marketing decisions with Mutinex. Mutinex Growth OX, the marketing mixed modeling platform that makes measuring ROI fast, easy, and cost-effective. Request a demo at mutinex.co. That's M-U-T-I-N-E-X dot co. So one of the challenges that I feel like is underrated when it comes to something like programmatic advertising, there's so much opportunity. The internet is so big. You can reach virtually anyone because you can target basically any website that has a hole in it to sell advertising. And the problem becomes, all right, you can blow through your budget relatively quickly. Talk to me about the different platforms that are available. I remember back in the day, uh, this was probably three or four years ago, I interviewed someone from a company called Epom, and their pitch was that you can create your own DSP for a couple thousand dollars a month back at time. I think then it was like $10,000 a month. Now it looks like it's down to $2,000 to create your own basically buying mechanism to be able to purchase your own inventory. Should brands be building their own DSP? What are the other platform options for them to get access to the right media? At this point, the scale is sort of in many ways table stakes. 
most platforms have access to all major channels and publishers. To your point, the challenging part is maximizing that opportunity. You have massive scale. Now the decision is not about how do we go and stitch it all together. Everything is available, right? So at this point, it comes down to very strategically understanding where you want to invest that money. And for the most part, again, it's sort of like a mix. Obviously, there's learnings you can get on the platform by virtue of running media and understanding which perhaps audience segments or contextual environments or maybe publishers are performing better for the brand. But in my view, a lot of it still has to be done manually because going into the platform and essentially thinking, I'm just going to run media and just see what sticks, that can get really expensive very quickly because to your point, internet is massive. And to get any meaningful learnings takes a long time. So to shorten that time, the only real way is to come forward with very intelligent experiments that you want to run and with as much intelligence that you can acquire through other mediums that are perhaps cheaper to do. For example, sending an email to your customers and having them contribute to your understanding of who they are and what matters to them. All of that will make buying media a lot more efficient. I guess the question is, there's platforms like yours, like Stack Adapt, where you can go and you can buy media through a platform. And then there are solutions where you can create your own DSP to buy the media direct. What is the difference between setting up a DSP for your brand and trying to bid yourself as opposed to using a platform like Stack Adapt? So I'm not sure necessarily what it means to have your own DSP, because I think if it means physically coding up your own user interface, I think it's a poor use of resources for a brand in my view, because building web interface is expensive and perhaps unnecessary. You can easily leverage that using a third party for that purpose. I'm not sure if building your own DSP is the way forward for brands. I think interesting perhaps conversation is related to maybe use of data or some kind of use of brands first party data or perhaps using some custom integrations that brands can build leveraging, for example, APIs to better ingest data into the DSP and better pull it from DSP into other systems that they use. In my view, investing in building interfaces for brands for internal purposes, it's not a good use of their resources. But bringing on flexible platforms where you can use their APIs to better integrate it into existing workflows, I think there is definitely opportunities there. Yeah, at the end of the day, it's a question of what is your core competence? If you're a marketer who wants to get the cheapest media, then maybe going direct, building your own DSP, you know, building the connections with your supply partners might make sense. In reality, most of us don't have the time for that. We don't have the effort. Maybe we don't even have the technical knowledge of how to do it. And then you're left thinking, okay, well, I can go hire an expensive media buyer. Maybe I can just go figure out the targeting strategies myself and work with a platform like Stack Adapt. And that wraps up this episode of the MarTech Podcast. Thanks for listening to my conversation with Vitaly Procherski, the COO of Stack Adapt. Join us again tomorrow when Vitaly and I continue our conversation talking about contextual targeting's next level. If you can't wait until our next episode and you'd like to learn more about Vitaly, you can click on a link to his LinkedIn profile in our show notes, or you can visit his company's website, which is stackadapt.com. That's S-T-A-C-K-A-D-A-P-T.com. 
Just one more link in our show notes I'd like to tell you about. If you didn't have a chance to take notes while you were listening to this podcast, head over to martechpod.com where we have summaries of all of our episodes and contact information for our guests. You can also subscribe to our weekly newsletter and you can even send us your topic suggestions or your marketing questions, which we'll answer live on our show. Of course, you can always reach out on social media. Our handle is martechpod, M-A-R-T-E-C-H-P-O-D on LinkedIn, Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. Or you can contact me directly. My handle is Ben J. Shap, B-E-N-J-S-H-A-P. And if you haven't subscribed yet and you want a daily stream of marketing and technology knowledge in your podcast feed, we're going to publish an episode every day this year. So hit the subscribe button in your podcast app and we'll be back in your feed tomorrow morning. All right, that's it for today. But until next time, my advice is to just focus on keeping your customers happy. Thanks for listening to the MarTech Podcast, and I hear everything production. Looking to launch or scale a podcast like this one for your brand? Then visit IHearEverything.com.